Welcome to the MK Perspective. This is a podcast where three missionary kids talk about missionary kid-related stuff. Daniel, Sean, and Taylor all grew up in East Africa in the homes of church-planning missionary families, and all three share the same burden for ministry in East Africa. Having grown up in a different culture than their parents, and having been involved in ministry both in East Africa and the United States, the guys are equipped to share a unique perspective on missionary kid life, missions work, and ministry in general. Join the conversation now on today's episode of The MK Perspective. Welcome and karibuni sana katika the first episode of The MK Perspective. My name is Sean. I'm here with my two good friends, Daniel Simonson and Taylor Raines. And we are going to take this opportunity to introduce ourselves briefly and go straight into our first topic. My name is Sean Myers. I am originally from Pensacola, Florida. I grew up most of my life in Tanzania, East Africa, first in the village of Babati and then in the town of Arusha. My parents were involved in two church plants, the first in the tiny village of Mdori and then later outside the town of Arusha in the small village of Ndatu, which is where we were until we turned We returned to the States in 2017. I graduated Bible college and got married in 2021 to the love of my life, Elizabeth, who is also an MK. And we now live in central Pennsylvania. And I serve as pastor of a church here. All right. My name is Daniel Simonson, originally from Kenya, East Africa. And I am... I'm 24 years old, and I've been a missionary kid my entire life. My parents have been missionaries in Kenya for almost 35 years, wow. and been involved with church planting there, and also uh, work in a Bible college there as well, uh, Independent Baptist College of Ministry, which is under the auspices of BCM in america and wisconsin wow so really glad um to be able to be a part of this podcast and um just be able to share experiences with you guys and with everyone who will be listening and uh, at this point i have finished uh, my bible college training uh, in terms of a bachelor's degree i do still have some work to do on my master's uh, but at the same time, I am engaged to a lovely lady by the name of Mary, and we'll be married in less than 70 days. And so, it's that soon? Excited about that. Yes, it is. December How many hours? Uh, I have to check with her about that. <laughs> <laughs> she has uh, some kind of uh, app or whatever, keeping track of all the details of that. Um, so, yeah. Wow. Uh, yeah, excited for this and hoping for good times to come. My favorite part of his whole introduction was when he used the word auspices. <laughs> that was... <laughs> uh, yeah, so anyway. I think I read that in one of my college books once. Yeah, it was yeah. a pretty advanced I, class. I got that from mm-hmm. my dad, very advanced person. Yeah, that's for sure. All, All right, right, Taylor, um, and introduce thyself. Um, as has been mentioned before, my name is Taylor Rains, and I'm 21 years old, and 
My parents are originally from the area of Wisconsin called Maquanago, small town outside of Milwaukee. Uh, but I myself was born in Kenya in Nairobi and I uh, uh, was yeah. raised there my whole life. And I know Sean has always been jealous of that uh, from Daniel and I because we were both born in Kenya. Yeah, I was uh, not born in Kenya. <laughs> <laughs> so I grew up in Kenya my whole life and I recently came back to the States uh, for Bible college and I'm working on finishing up my senior year right now and uh, hoping to go back to work in Kenya uh, with my parents. Um, my parents and the Simonsons uh, as were co-workers. They've been co-workers in Kenya. My parents have been there for almost 25 years now, working with the Simonsons and helping plant churches in the area called Fika, which is slightly north of Nairobi, about 45 mm -hmm. minutes. Uh, so I grew up with Daniel my whole life. I've known Daniel, been good friends. And, um, I'm younger than him and Sean, so I've been living in their shadow uh, for the last, uh, as long as I can remember, <laughs> trying, to, trying to live up to them. Ooh. So um, I guess one fun fact about me is my pet peeve is people on podcasts agreeing to everything else everybody else says on the podcast all the time. Oh, you know, I disagree with that, actually. <laughs> so we're off to a good start. Oh, well, you can agree to everything I say, and I won't agree to anything you say. How's that? So yeah. I thought you were going to say, I can agree with everything you say, and then I'll disagree with everything <laughs> Daniel says. Well, I, I don't mind if people disagree or agree. I just don't like somebody yesing everything the other person says. Like oh. a person's trying to make a statement, you know? And everybody else in the conversation is yes, uh huh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah yes. the whole time. Yes, but yeah. That's all I, I know. Some people on. who are really bad with that. It drives mm -hmm. me insane. So, with that, <laughs> shall we explain to our audience how we know each other? Where did we meet? How did we contact each other? Daniel and Taylor, of course, they know each other because they grew up as buddies and they were both born in the uh, same country. I was not born in Africa. I was born in the States. I moved to Africa when I was four. Uh, so how did we, Where? when was the first time we met, guys? I'm actually not 100% sure on this. Actually, I think I remember, but does anyone remember, like, when did, like, when um, did we meet for the first I'm time? I'm going to assume that it was 2011. That's what I was thinking, 2011. Um, but we weren't, like, super yeah. good friends then. Like, that was, like, where we first saw each other. <clears throat> kind of like, yeah. that's when I mm -hmm. first saw Elizabeth. But I didn't, like, talk to her and, like, get to know her until later. But mm -hmm. so somebody explain what, where we met and what that, how that's significant in our lives. <laughs> go ahead, uh, go ahead, Daniel. You, how about you do that? All righty. Yeah, so we met in 2011, and there's a independent baptist missionary kids camp that um is run in kenya in Tika uh, every year and so that's been um that was a big part of our lives growing up and it was amazing to have <clears throat> close friends there at camp you'd mm -hmm. only see them like once a year maybe twice a year but it was always the best time of the year and oh, yeah. so much fun so much fellowship and so many good memories um that last a lifetime and so 2011 was when uh sean first came to camp um and i don't remember a lot from that year but that yeah. would have been 
that was a pretty big year there were a lot of kids there and like i remember you guys being there but like daniel weren't you and i in the same room like we were in like the like the me like not the not the young kids not the older (laughs) older kids we were like like the middle kids i I was in the little kids you were in the taylor was in the little kids (laughs) so so the thing with that is like if you're not in the same room most likely you don't really have anything to do with <laughs> they are unclean. even though even though there's only like 12 kids total <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there's yeah. like still so much segregation though yeah so exactly. then in 2015 i think is when we re- no 2014 three years later yeah, was when we really started hitting it off because that 2011 was a year where there was like a bunch of kids from mm-hmm. kenya tanzania i think there might have been like one or two from uganda i don't remember yep. and yeah, then but then in 2014, three years later, there was like a much smaller group of kids. And then we were all in the older kids like category at that point. So there was just like a few kids from Tanzania. The rest were from Kenya. So the older kids, you know, it was Daniel, Aaron, Taylor, mm-hmm. myself, you know, and then whatever older girls were there. And then, there then, yeah, the Halstead, like all those, all the great people. And um so there and are so a lot of friendships among that group that kind of formed at that year specifically. Right. And I think that was the year that we kind of really started. Like that was like, cause I remember going to Taylor's house and spending the nights before camp. And then we went to camp. It was yeah, kind of I like, I forgot a, about that. Wow. Yeah. Remember I actually went to your house, bro. <laughs> yeah. That's like, right. Yep. And like, we kind of like messed around and did some random things. And so, <laughs> and so like me and Taylor, that's how like me and Taylor started get, becoming better friends. And then of course there was Daniel and Aaron. And, uh, and so, yeah, we've kind of kept in contact ever since we've, uh, we weren't all went to camp the next year, 2015. And then the next year, 2016. And those two years was when I started uh, talking to my, who is now my wife, Elizabeth. And we ended up dating and eventually getting married. And now here we all are stateside currently. And... I think another big thing that helped after 2014, uh, they came out with this new thing called uh, Google Chats oh, or whatever. <laughs> and so we would like... be without Google Chat. <laughs> we would like all yeah. open up our computer computers and get on our email and like Google Chats or whatever. And we started an MK group on Google Chats. That way it wasn't just camp that we were talking to each other. We were talking to each other like throughout the year. Right. That's what kept us up throughout the year. Like that's what yeah. kept those friendships going. Yeah. And for all the American listeners, we were like probably a year or two or more behind in technology here over here <laughs> in Africa. So like Definitely. we we didn't have iPods and smartphones yet. We had our parents' <laughs> laptops. And we exactly. broke we got those things out, you know, in the evening. We dialed up our internet with our modems or whatever. That's what I did. <laughs> Logged on to my email, opened up my chat. Hope, you just hope that like they weren't using the computer at that time. Exactly. Yeah, because you, 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 you absolutely yeah, you needed for like that 30 minutes, you know, that you're allowed to like spend in the evening talking to your friends. Yeah. Man, that was the life. <laughs> that was the life right there. Okay. So, so, all right, let's go into now why exactly we're doing this podcast. So there's a lot of different reasons and, um, you know, there's so many things that we could talk about. We're going to talk about a lot of things on this podcast, but the main, I think, reason is there really isn't as of now 
a podcast, it seems like there's a podcast for everything. Like even, uh, you know, you can go on and you can learn about missions from missionaries. You can go on and you can learn about ministry. You know, pastors are doing tons of podcasts these days. Um, you can go on and, and learn about all sorts of things, but um, there really isn't a podcast geared towards independent Baptist missionary kids. So Daniel was, of course, visiting me a few weeks ago, and we were spending a lot of time catching up. And we were talking about a lot of the things that are unique to missionary kids and the things they go through, the experiences they have. And we're like, man, there's really no resource out there or and there's really no place where independent Baptist missionary kids can go and kind of resonate with what other missionary kids have gone through. See, that was the thing that was special about camp, right? You guys like like somebody say how much it meant to just be around other missionary kids who were going through the same thing. You know, uh, that's what Daniel was saying earlier. And so we thought, why don't we, why don't we get on and just talk about the things that missionary kids go through and, you know, we'll have some like fun topics. And like today's topic is we're going to talk about uh, missionary kids, myth, myths versus realities. So, you know, those types of things that can just really resonate with independent Baptist missionary kids. So why don't we go ahead and get started then with our topic um, first of all, uh, we need someone to define what a missionary kid is. So, Taylor, why don't you define for us what a missionary kid is? Alrighty. So, I think uh, most of you who are probably listening to this podcast probably have some idea what an MK is. Uh, but obviously, an MK just stands for missionary kid, and uh, that's just somebody who grew up in another country. Um, you know, like all all three of us are MKs. Our parents are missionaries, and we grew up. Uh, on the mission field. Uh, so for some of us, we were born there. Some of us were born in the States. Um, and then our parents moved when we were older. Uh, but whatever the case may be, a, a missionary kid is just somebody whose parents are missionaries in a foreign country. And uh, um, we just have the privilege of growing up in that place. So does that, yep. that settle it? I think that's a pretty good definition. Daniel, do you have anything to add? Yeah, missionary kid is a unique individual wow. and um as soon as you're born you're, you you grow up as a missionary kid you're in that environment and over time you begin to realize um that perhaps you never really feel at home because mm. um, you have very close friends in both places um, whether it be stateside or whatever country you serve in and so yeah, I'm just proud of the fact that I'm a missionary kid, hmm. and we are a unique group of people. Hmm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I've heard you the know. phrase uh, third culture kid used a lot uh, to describe MKs. I know they, they use that term a lot, uh, but basically their their first culture might be their home country. Their second culture might be their uh, country that they're growing up on as missionary kids, uh, but because they kind of straddle both, they end up becoming a third culture kid. And so, and so uh, that kind of that, 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 that thing, that's whatever it is, combining <laughs> the, the culture of the country of your parents. Okay. Mm-hmm. For us as the United States, and then combining that with the country you grew up in, those things blend and create quote unquote, a third culture, right? That's where we get yep. the term third culture kid. Yeah, exactly. Right. And so missionary kids are third culture kids. Not every third culture kid is a missionary kid. Uh, so you have kids that are overseas and grow up overseas for whatever reason. 
they might be, uh, you know, their parents might be in the military or they might be on some diplomatic, you know, thing. But missionary kids are typically involved in some sort of ministry while they're growing up. Like all three of our parents were church planters, right, in regions where there were no churches. And so they, you know, we are, grew up in that ministry atmosphere. So let's go into some of the, the myths that a lot of the people assume things here in the States um, about missionary kids that, that just they're not true. Right. So (laughs) you come, you come back to the States on furlough or whatever, and, and, and you're a teenager and you go and you're at a church and you're among all of these, you know, Americans, you know, good Christian American, you know, Baptist, you know, (laughs) believers, and, but they assume things about you that just aren't true. And it comes out in the conversations you have with folks, right. And, and the things they ask you and the things they talk to you about. So let's, let's, uh, let's go with some things that are like myths. So we call this myths versus reality. What is it? What is a myth? What is something that people assume about missionary kids that just aren't true? Um, I'll go first. Um, so some of them are, are funny. Um, you know, so let me think, um, let me see what, what do I have here? So, one of the realities of being a missionary kid, uh, hang on, I'm going to have to back up here. I was going into something and then I lost it. Oh, yeah. Light bulb. <laughs> if you live in Africa, that automatically means you know everyone else in Africa, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, so yeah. I remember yeah. being at a church and this person asked me, you know, I'm from Tanzania. Tanzania is in East Africa, you know, where yeah. it's next to Somalia and Kenya and, and Mozambique. Somebody said, came up to me and said, oh, you, you, you're from Tanzania. You must know so-and-so in Morocco. Because <laughs> oh. that's in Africa. And, and I'm thinking to myself, yeah, genius. Like, do you know everyone in Washington State? Like, like you know, we're over here and wherever. Uh, Pennsylvania, New Jersey, New York, wherever. And then like, oh, obviously you must know these guys in, in, in Canada or Washington state, right? Cause they're, they're practically the same place. So uh, what about you guys? Uh, go ahead, Daniel. What's one thing that people assume? Well, it's kind of funny. Um, and it's something that like sort of came out yesterday, even um, people assume, especially being from Africa that in regards to sports, the only thing that I can be or am good at would be soccer. Oh. And so um, you can be described as like, oh, Daniel, he's a soccer man or whatever. But then <laughs> Daniel, the soccer man. Yesterday, we ended up playing all sorts of, <laughs> all sorts of American football there at church. And this soccer man, Daniel, who doesn't know anything, ends up running past a couple you know, young guys scoring the, oh. running, the winning touchdown. Wow. <laughs> that must and have been satisfying. That felt pretty good. Yeah. Oh wow. And there so, you go. <laughs> but you are a soccer man, right? I do love soccer. Yes, okay. absolutely. Um, but then you're assumed that like obviously you know, <laughs> you know nothing can't else. throw football, you can't do anything else. Um, we can't so invite him to the Bucks game because he won't enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, he won't know what's even going on, you know. <laughs> or softball or whatever. And that's kinda that's kinda come out this year as well. Um, so yeah it's kind of cool just like you know you be quiet and just kind of roll with it and then just shine you know your brilliance at them and stuff and 
make them think twice. So yeah, that was kind of a lot of fun. But I have run into that even with Aaron. And last, the last time we were in the States, um, this is like nine years ago. We're at some church out east. I don't know um, where exactly. But there's only a couple guys there and we were going to play American football. And it was like me and Aaron against these other two or three people. <laughs> yeah, and we whooped them. They didn't score anything. <laughs> 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 we were dominating them. And we that. had oh. in forever. And so things like that just kind of stick in your mind. And yeah, it's kind of oh. funny, but yeah. That's funny. <laughs> Taylor? All right. Well, mine's a little maybe more serious. It's not as funny, but... Um... Well... Both of ours was funny, so you're allowed to be serious for Bouncing two seconds. Out, okay. <laughs> yep. Well, thank, thank you. Um, one thing I, I kind of picked up on uh, over the last couple of years being in college and stuff is um, kind of the assumption that MKs are know-it-alls. Hmm. Um, kind of showy a little bit. And, you know, depending on who we're speaking to, if you're an MK listening to this, maybe maybe you can relate to it or get some tips from it. But if you're not an MK and you're listening to this, um, maybe my suggestion would be to give them some time. If you know an MK who might be a little bit, you know, know, uh, know it all. And uh, maybe where I'm coming from with this is I know even from myself, I, I fall into this trap many times where you come into like a new youth group, you know, you're fam- traveling around on furlough or something, or you're coming into college, whatever the case may be. And you're kind of in a new environment and you know that you don't really relate with everybody else in the room because you know you don't have the cool Apple Watch. You don't have, you don't even know what AirPods are or anything like that. <laughs> and <Yeah>. uh, struggles. <laughs> so, so inside, you you kind of know you don't really fit in, and so to kind of make yourself feel cool or accepted, you kind of show off. And even I was talking to Daniel about this earlier today, but you know, pretending like you don't know the English words for something because you're so immersed in the cultural language or whatever. <laughs> 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 or like every time someone in the youth group tells a story, you've got to do a one-up story about the time you were almost eaten by a crocodile. Or yeah. Like yeah. That. So <laughs> just from my own, and I, I know that kind of puts off people from MKs. I've noticed that is, you know, if they know an MK or they assume the MK is like another MK that they know, you know, they're like, oh, I don't really want to talk to them because they're kind of a show off or a know-it-all. And so uh, that's mm. definitely, that's definitely not true about every MK. Um, but, uh, I know I've, I've kind of seen that assumption over the last few years. That is really interesting that you would say that, um, that, that actually triggers some memories of mine in Bible college where I actually can relate very closely to that. People would always think that I was like some sort of, well, this is what they would say. At first they would say, before I got to know you, I thought you were some, you know, weird snobbish, know-it-all missionary (laughs) kid. And I'd be like, wow, thanks. Uh, (laughs) <laughs> okay yeah all right <laughs> moving on it, yeah. so i actually so, relate to that pretty heavily um that was in bible college for me mm-hmm. where people would say that i had like multiple people say that almost exact thing to me um there's mm-hmm. this other guy who was a, who was uh kind of grew up in a that he wasn't a missionary kid and then he became a missionary kid when he was older he said man i didn't want to be a missionary kid because you know, missionary kids are weird and, you know, and something to the same effect. So that's really interesting that you would mention that. So what are some realities of being a missionary kid that people might not be aware of? So things that we go through that we are very aware of because of the life that we live. Um, but so, uh, but maybe some people in the States might not be aware of exactly 
what we're going through. Like it might not even cross their mind because, you know, they grew, they've grown up in one country, one culture, perhaps even one church, one state, one town their whole yeah. life. And so mm-hmm. things that are just beyond the grasp of that worldview. Um, so, Daniel, do you have something that would be a reality? Yeah, um, something that I think we could all relate to and all MKs really is that you never truly fit in wherever you are, no matter how hard you try to. Um, right. Perhaps you want to fit in and be able to do different things or know this and that, but it's impossible. And um, there's little things um, that come to mind or like people may assume that um, maybe you just know this because your parents are American or whatever, but you've never done that before. You've never seen this machine before. You don't know that this is what you're supposed to do in certain situations. You don't know what a can and, of cheese whiz is. Yeah. <laughs> you have no idea. Oh, that's disgusting. Um, <laughs> personally, I've never heard of quick. that, but whatever. <laughs> You can actually drink the tap water here. Wow, what kind of scientific wizardry is this? Yeah, so I remember discovering like uh, electric toothbrush for the first time. That oh, was incredible. It was. You felt like you're in a sci-fi movie. Yeah, I still don't have one, but I'm dreaming of the day I get one. Someday, man. Someday when we're rich. so that was actually one of the things i was gonna say but since you said it i'll say my other one um as a missionary kid you're constantly having to deal with giving things up so Mm -hmm. one thing that was uh, huge in my growing up years was um i i like made really good friends whenever i come back to the states so you know i'm thinking back um i grew up in um when, when i was in the states i was in pensacola florida and our home church was there And uh, I made some pretty good friends, you know, in the youth group and, you know, we hung out and we did fun things, you know, we do youth activities and I would have sleepovers and, you know, it it was, it was really fun. And I really enjoyed being around American kids because they spoke my language. They looked like me, you know, they wouldn't call out to me and, you know, while I'm walking down the street just for looking and smelling different than them. Um, And so I I made, I made some really good friends uh, in the States and, when we went back to Africa, that was really hard for me because I was like, wow, I'm not going to see these guys for like three, maybe four years. And when I would leave, people just didn't seem, it didn't seem to phase them. And that bothered me. So here I am, you know, I made all these friends. I put down these roots, so to speak, you know, I've, I've really enjoyed where I've been living for the past, you know, six months or a year or whatever it was. Now I'm getting ready to go back to Africa for three years. And, you know, you're going through those emotions. I'm going to have to say bye to people and you're giving all these things up and everything around you just, it's like business as usual. And so that really bothered me because, you know, people at church, you know, they're not going away. And so it doesn't really bother them. And it's like, oh, okay, so you guys are going back, you know, it was nice to see you for a bit. And, but for me, it was like, man, I'm going to miss you guys so much. Like, and they're like, all right, well, we'll see you, you know, have a good time over there. And I'm just like, wow. All right. And, and I remember my, my pastor, God bless his heart. I love, I loved my pastor. He was a great guy. Still is faithful, uh, faithful man of God preaches the word. Um, Still doing a great work down there. But one time, I, uh, I I remember it was praise and prayer request time. I raised my hand and I said, 
uh, just pray for me as I go back to Tanzania, you know, I'm going to have a hard time and making, I'm going to have to make new friends and cause we're moving. And, and he, and he kind of just from the pulpit, he was like, Oh, it's okay. Uh, you, you'll make new friends. Don't worry. And, and he just, <laughs> you know, had no idea of what I was going through. And it's not like, you know, I was, but that really bothered me. So giving <laughs> things up as a missionary kid, you know, it, it, it takes a lot out of you. I don't know if you have anything, Taylor, as we wrap up our first episode here. Um, I kind of gone along with that is um, maybe a reality is don't assume that a missionary kid has friends all over the world. Um, hmm. I know I've, I've heard that a lot is like, oh, you know, you, you see an MK and you just assume, well, he's got friends like all over the U.S. because he travels all over the U.S. and he's got friends all over Africa or wherever hmm. you might be a missionary kid. Um, so I guess don't just assume that, uh, because we do, I, I would say I have a lot of friends all over, you know, both, both hemispheres, wherever I live. Um, but that doesn't necessarily mean I have really close, good friends. And especially in today's day and age, um, you know, um, it is possible to stay deep and closely, uh, become a close friend with somebody even over a long distance, you know, through FaceTime or texting or whatever, um, so I guess if, if you're not an MK and you see an MK, don't assume that they have good close friends, um, all right. over the world. Um, you, you should still go out of your way and try to be as good of a friend to them as you can and keep up that friendship after they leave. And uh, I guess for the MKs listening, um, you know, don't assume that somebody else is going to do that job for you. If you go into a new place or whatever, you really like this church, you really get to know the youth group. Uh, make sure you stay connected with them, you know, uh, try to keep up with them through emails or texting or whatever, and develop some good friendships, whether it's in the States or uh, wherever you guys may be MKs. I was really fortunate to have some key people in my life that went out of their way to keep up with me over the years. Um, mm -hmm. Obviously, you guys, that was really helpful. But um, I, I had some, some friends in the States as well as, you know, some other folks in Tanzania who went out of their way to make sure they kept in contact with me. And I didn't realize it at the time, how much that was a help, but just to know that somebody, you know, remembered you and appreciated you, you know, mm -hmm. now that as a, as an adult, I'm looking back, I'm like, wow, that really did a lot to keep me together, <laughs> so to speak over yeah. the years and I didn't realize how much it was uh, a big help until just recently so yeah somebody so, you didn't have to explain your whole life story to every time you saw them. right because exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah like it's every time you go to a new place it's like uh they ask you where you're from and you're like <laughs> ah deep breath dude uh, actually I've gotten into the habit of just saying where I live now so like if I go to <laughs> A, church, a new church <laughs> or, if I, or if I go and I or somebody in the store asks me where I'm from I'll just be like oh yeah I'm from uh I'm from Mount Pleasant Mills or I'm from Lebanon you know whatever wherever I happen to be living at the time you're like oh okay yeah that, I know where that is it's like, it's like and then but the problem is some people are then like try to ask a little bit about you and they're like well okay so I'm actually from here and then oh I actually grew up in Tanzania oh I'm actually originally from Florida oh I lived here for a while yeah yep so yeah well that is the essence of what we wanted to talk about on our first episode get to know a little bit about us get to know a little about who we are what we've gone through and really i'm thinking this could be a podcast that uh, would hopefully be a help to some missionary kids so mm -hmm. 
obviously all three of us are independent baptists grew up as independent baptist missionary kids um so perhaps you're an independent baptist missionary kid out there somewhere and you are going through some of these things maybe you're younger uh, maybe you're in bible college or maybe you're graduated and living your adult happy life in the united states or otherwhere uh i don't know if that's a word otherwhere elsewhere here we go um and maybe this will be a help and blessing to you so if, if that is the case then let us know uh, go ahead and whatever you do in the podcast, like, like, subscribe, leave a comment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Share with your friends. Share with your friends. Um, but hopefully this will be uh, an interesting resource for mm-hmm. people in ministry as well, because missionary kids are ministry kids. Mm-hmm. And um, just like yeah. a pastor's kid goes through certain struggles, just like um, the kids of Christian Full-time mm-hmm. Christian workers go through certain things. Um, evangelist kids. kids. Yeah, evangelist kids. You know, we mm-hmm. have all these acronyms. We have PK, we have EK, you know, all these things, MK. Um, you know, <laughs> all ministry kids go through unique struggles, and missionary kids certainly go through unique struggles. And one so. thing to think about as well is that missionary kids, even as they go through different struggles, oftentimes at the same time they're involved directly in these ministries, like, every single week and you kind of grow up having to like you have to grow up quickly learning to serve in church and stuff from a very young age depending on where you are or whatever so maybe that's something we'll talk about in another episode Mm -hmm. but yeah absolutely um, you have to adapt very quickly to um, situations sometimes and maybe you can let us know you know if you want some thoughts on like you know what do I do as I'm going to Bible college what are some tips you might give us because all three of us have done that or uh, tips for going on furlough, tips for, you know, getting to know people on the field that you're living in and stuff like that. Let us know. And those are some ideas that we're coming up with, you know, for ideas for podcasts, you know, um, five ways to do better at college or whatever. Because we're all successful, right? We've all made it. (laughs) We we have broken that glass ceiling. (laughs) We have three shattered glass ceilings right here. We're sitting on top of our mounds of cash. Successful businesses started. We went. Yeah, I'm trying to live in the shadow of Sean and Daniel. <laughs> Daniel's Taylor's still down there in the Shadowlands. <laughs> still trying to find my way out of the basement here. Out of the uh, pulling the cobwebs off across his eyes. Oh well. Any closing comments then, as we as we finish yeah, this up? Yeah, I'm just thinking. Um, perhaps for the next episode, we'll be um, trying to discuss some different crazy questions that we may have been asked as mm-hmm. missionary kids be it while we're on the field or <laughs> here in the states so be crazy ready for that we had some interesting questions come our well, way we've got some so. good ones for you oh yeah yeah i'm pretty sure i have the craziest no i don't think so well, i think i think i have the craziest well <laughs> i was pre- i was president for an insane question that my wife got asked and oh, it'll it absolutely blow not, your mind. Let me not say otherwise, but I think I'm going Yeah, it's it's gonna it's gonna be great. We're gonna ha- heads heads are gonna be rolling, rolling on the floor, <laughs> laughing out loud. <laughs> All right, well, we I officially do not know how to end this thing, so I'm just gonna say thanks for listening. Karibunisana uh, to take a next episode of <laughs> the Missionary Podcast, whenever that's gonna be. And if you're wondering uh, what language john is speaking we'll that sometimes <laughs> well, as well. it's a very unique language it's uh, very unique language does not, not exist in any <laughs> particular country 
but it is very real. It has its own dictionary. It has its own dictionary. It has its own dictionary. <laughs>